0: 1 Timothy 6 verse 12 simply says, Fight the good fight, notice what it says, of faith, of faith. Lay hold on eternal life to which you are also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. How many would all testify today and say we all have problems, we all have difficulties, we all have trials, we all go through situations? But I love what the Apostle Paul says here, fight the good fight of faith. Now notice in this particular scripture, he did not say it was the fight of Paul. It's the fight of Timothy. It's the fight of Jeff. It's the fight of John. It's the fight of Sue today. He said it is whose fight? Faith's fight. And if you'll let your faith fight, not your head today, if you'll let your faith fight, not the flesh, if we'll let our faith fight, not our talents, not our abilities, not our education, I'm here to declare our faith can and will defeat anything the devil comes against us with today because faith knows how to fight. Now, faith is a gift of the Spirit But it's also a fruit of the Spirit. But in this passage of Scripture out of 1 Timothy chapter 6, can I tell you, faith here is used as a weapon. Can I tell you that faith has never lost a fight? If we could go back and ask David when he killed Goliath, come on, if we could ask the three Hebrew children, if we could ask Daniel in the lion's den, if we could ask Moses staring out over the Red Sea with a vast Egyptian army coming behind them, if we could ask Joshua staring at the walls of Jericho, they would tell you that faith won the fight. Faith won the fight. Faith won the the battle. Faith knows how to win because it's faith in trust in someone greater than ourselves. It's faith in someone greater than money. It's faith in someone greater than the government. It's faith in somebody greater than our friends and our education because it is faith in God Almighty who's faithful, who's strong, who's powerful, who's the creator of this universe. And your faith in God... We'll fight for you today. And maybe you're thinking, I don't have any faith. Well, you're wrong. And I can prove it by the Scripture. Romans 12 and 3 says, God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Look at your neighbor and say, you got some. You got some. Now, you may just have a little today, or you may have a lot, but if you've got some... It'll fight for you today, and that's where I'm going for just a moment. I want to preach to you on just a few areas where your faith will fight for you in. And the, well, number one I want to mention is your faith will fight your fears today. Anybody ever dealt with fear? Being afraid. The Bible says fear has torments. And if we let the devil, he will torment our minds With fear. Fear that we're going to die. Fear that our children are going to die. Fear that we're going to walk in and lose our job tomorrow. Fear of, of every little knot that we feel in our body. Fear of every ache and pain. Oh my God, it's this. And then we get on, on, on Google and we start looking at all the symptoms. And be, You know I'm preaching truth right now. And before you know it, you've done, diagnosed yourself with the worst disease known to mankind and only given yourselves three days to live. You know what I'm talking about. Stay off Google. Get off Google and get into this when you get sick and when you got problems. This is the prescription. This is the answer, amen. Fear will torment you day and night. You don't have any report of this happening, but fear will torment you with it it will literally weigh upon you, eat at you, torment you. Can I tell you anything that brings you torment is not from God. The Bible says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but what? Power and love and of a sound mind. The Bible also says that the fear of the Lord is clean. Any other fear is dirty. You're not supposed to be afraid of the future today. You're not supposed to be afraid of what your business might or might not do. You're not supposed to be afraid that your kids are going to go crazy God does not want us thinking that way and we don't have to think that way today. Oh, this is the day that the Lord has made and I'm gonna choose to rejoice and be glad. I'm gonna get up every morning and I'm gonna let my faith fight my fears. Yes, fears are gonna come every day, but I've learned that my faith will fight and drive back the forces of fear if I will let it, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So faith knows how to fight our fears. But faith can also fight our feelings today. Somebody say feelings. Can we be transparent with one another for a moment? There have been and there are times when I don't necessarily feel saved. Oh my goodness, we got a pastor who don't feel saved. What are we going to do? Hear me out. I'm I'm being real with you. I'm being a real pastor. I'm being a real human being today. There's times when I I don't feel the presence of the Lord like I did this morning when they were singing, surely the presence of the Lord is here. There's times I don't feel the goosebumps and I, I don't feel the glory and I don't feel anything. And if I let it, that's when that voice inside will say you're not saved you're nothing you have nothing you'll never be anything But that's when my faith kicks in and it begins to war and it begins to fight against the way I feel in that moment. And there are times I don't feel victorious. There are times I don't feel like I'm more than a conqueror. There are times when I don't feel like I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. There are times when I don't feel highly favored of the Lord. But you know what? According to the word of God, I am today. And my faith fights those feelings. Can I tell you that if you're not careful, your feelings will dictate the way you worship God at church? I'm just going to get on out here in the deep with this one. Some people go to church and when they get here, they can't wait to go home. Some get to church and can't wait for the singing to be over. Some get to church and wonder if the preacher will ever stop. Man, I'm glad there wasn't an amen. I was waiting. You better be glad it was all quiet. right? Because I, I won't even go there saying, hey, you did good. Some And some are at home right now saying this, I can't wait to get back to church. I wish I could be there with them today. Some are at home saying, I wonder what song they're going to sing next. I wonder what scripture they're going to I wonder what he's going to preach about. I wonder how many got saved in the altar call. I wonder who got touched today. You see, if you let your feelings dictate you, they will. You can pull up at church and walk into this room and let your feelings dictate whether you're going to respond to God or worship Him. You can pull in and you can walk in and say, my goodness, I had to park at the very back at the top of the hill today. I've had to stand too long. Nobody spoke to me. The lights are too bright or the lights are too low. The music was too loud. It was too soft. It was too fast. It was too slow. It was too cold. It was too warm. And before you know it, you don't even feel like worshiping God, but because your feelings have dictated the way your response will be to him. I'm preaching right there. And this is what I have to work on. This is what I've learned. Sometimes you just have to praise him because he's him, hallelujah. Sometimes you just have to lift your hands and open your mouths and give him thanks and praise just because he's him, not because you feel anything, not because you feel good, not because you're excited, but you just praise him just because of who he is. And it's because it's him. Sometimes you just shout to him because it's him. You may not feel anything. You may not have goosebumps. You may not have the hair stand up on the back of your neck. But you just praise him just because he's him. And he's wonderful. And he's counselor. And he's mighty God. And he's prince of peace. He's everlasting father the great I am today. And I could go on and on. We praise him because he's him. Not because of how we feel. Because if I praised Him a lot of times on how I felt, I wouldn't praise Him at all. If I came to church only when I felt like it, I probably wouldn't be here. You'd be finding you a new pastor. Can I be real today? But can I also admonish us today? We've got to let our faith fight those feelings. Because if not, we'll be in a bad place. Faith Fights Feelings Faith fights our fears And faith will fight facts What are facts? Facts are things that are true They don't lie But can I tell you today Faith can overcome a fact Amen Abraham called the father of many nations At the age of 100 Had no children His wife was 99 And it's a biological fact that at age 100 and a wife at 99, you're not going to be having babies. That's a thing of the past. But how many knows faith, fights facts, and it doesn't matter what the facts say, for with God all things are possible to them that believe and have faith. And I feel like telling somebody here today, God's not through with you yet. We serve a God who parted the Red Sea. We serve a God who spoke this world into existence. Amen. It's a fact that the sun orbits this earth. Joshua was fighting a battle and winning and it's a fact that the sun was going to set. He was making so much progress But the sun was setting. It was starting to get dark. And with faith, he looked up at the sun and he told the sun to stop. And God saw his faith and stopped the sun in motion. Why? Because Joshua's faith and faith still fights facts. Praise God. It may be a fact that the doctor said you've got cancer, but it will be faith when he goes back and runs the test the second time and it's gone. That's what I'm talking about. It may be a fact that your bank account is in the negative, in the red, but it'll be faith when the check comes in time, on time, in the mail, pray. It may be a fact that you don't have a diploma or a degree or an education to get that job, but it will be faith that they give it to you anyway. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. It may be a fact that they were blind, but it was faith that they can see. It might have been a fact that they were deaf, but it was faith that they can now hear. Oh, faith fights facts today, praise God. Hallelujah. Get your faith up. You're a candidate for a miracle today. Hallelujah. Faith also fights hopelessness. Another word for hopelessness is fatalism. Feeling of hopelessness, things won't turn out right for me no use things won't ever get better just when you think my marriage is over my dream is over just when i'm thinking things will never turn around faith will rise up and begin to fight that hopelessness fight it and and hopelessness is what got a hold of of john mark in the bible john mark traveled with the great apostle paul And after traveling with him for a while, Paul sent word to Timothy and said, Send John Mark back to his mama. He has no use in the ministry. He'll never make it. Never make it. That reminds me of a true story about my own self. (laughs) Went to visit a dear, precious saint that's gone on to be with the Lord that I knew from, she knew me when I was born. She knew me as a kid, saw me grow up in the church. She was put in the hospital one day, and I had, I had become a pastor at that point. I went to visit her, stood at the foot of her bed and talking to her, and she just looked up, and she said, you know what? She said, when, that, when I heard you were called to preach, I said, no way. That boy won't ever make it. <laughs> I said, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> And I may not have made it, I may not have arrived, but bless God, I'm trying. <laughs> Amen. And I'm here today. But it's it's a hopelessness, a spirit of hopelessness that'll grab a hold of you and tell you you can't make it. John Mark felt that way. Can you imagine the great apostle Paul telling you you won't make it? Do you know how hopeless he must have felt when he went back to his mom and had to tell her? Apostle Paul sent me home. Said, "I'm not. I better find me a new career. I better find me something uh, else to do." But watch this. The Bible says there was a man named Barnabas. And in the Greek, that means son of consolation. That means to console. That means to come up and put your arm around somebody and say, you're gonna be all right. I see something in you. God's got his hand on your life. God will use you, amen. And that's what Barnabas, son of consolation, did. He'd come up under and around Barnabas and begin to console him. And did you know, two years later, The great apostle Paul sent a letter to Timothy and said, I'm looking forward to you coming. Oh, and by the way, bring John Mark back with you. He's profitable unto me for ministry now. That tells me no matter what kind of fatal pronouncement that has been spoken over your life, or you've messed up, or you blew it, or you made a mistake. I've got news for you today. Your faith in an almighty God can fight that fatalism. It can fight that spirit of hopelessness. Praise God. And God can use you. God will elevate you. You can be somebody today through Jesus Christ. As long as you got faith, you've got a second chance. As long as you got faith in God, there is a tomorrow. As long as you got faith, he can receive. Restore the years the enemy's stolen. Amen. Hallelujah. So faith fights hopelessness. And faith, when I was praying and studying for this, God really nudged me on this one. Because I've seen and heard so much in the recent weeks. But how many of you are thankful that faith fights for your family? Faith will fight for your family. Faith will fight. Fight for your family today, man. The devil is out to divide the family. He's out to turn husband against wife, wife against husband, kids against parents. He'll use drugs and alcohol, abuse, adultery, pornography, homosexuality, anything he can to destroy confusion, to destroy the family. But can I tell you it's time to let our faith in almighty God rise up in us and fight for our family. Fight for our spouses. Fight for our children. Fight for our grandchildren. Come on. Does anybody have any fight left in it because I assure you the government is not fighting for your family today the government is trying to okay gay marriage the government tries to take prayer out of school the God's God, government is trying to enforce abortion I've come to tell you the government will not stand for your family but there is somebody greater than the government there's somebody greater than the one in the White House today who will fight for your home and your marriage and your family and his name is still Jesus and we need to have more faith in him than those we've elected today. Oh, hallelujah. It's time to let our faith rise up and fight for our families today. They're worth it. They're worth it. Hallelujah. Joshua sent two men to secretly spy the land of Jericho. They went to a harlot's house named Rahab. The king found out, but because Rahab knew that the God they served was real and on their side and for them, she hid them and protected them from the enemy. And in return, she asked that they would spare her and her family. She made a covenant with Joshua and the two spies. And what they did was they told her to put a scarlet line of thread in the window and bring all your family in and you'll be saved. Amen. When they came in to take the city, they looked up and they saw that scarlet line of thread around that window and they did that family no harm. Hallelujah. Another time when the Israelites were trying to leave out of Pharaoh's bondage, God instituted the passover. Said if you'll apply the blood to the doorpost, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. What I'm saying here today, it's time we remind the devil that we are covered by the blood. That we are covered by the blood. When they saw the scarlet, blood colored thread around the window and when they saw that the blood had been applied over the doorpost and applied down the sidepost amen they could not touch that family they could not cross over the bloodline and I've come to declare today our faith in almighty God will fight for our family and today my faith is in the blood of Jesus my faith is what he did on the cross and my faith in God has and will continue to fight for my children it'll fight for my wife it'll fight from my family and it's time today we remind the devil he cannot get past the blood. He cannot. Oh, come on. Hallelujah. I pray every day. I plead the blood of Jesus every day over my children, over my wife, over my family before they leave the house. Come on, we got to plead the blood. My faith fights for them. It fights for their protection. Our faith in God fights for their safety and their joy and their health and their relationship with the Lord. I remember a number of years ago my wife coming home from teaching one day and telling me, she said, we were in class and one of my little kids, pre-K kids, come up to me and said, Miss Stephanie said, and I don't remember, it's been so long, but guess what I saw, guess what I saw? There was this big old angel standing right beside you. And it's because we've been praying and pleading the blood over our family that God would encamp angels around about our family, wherever they go, wherever they're at, whatever they're doing. We've got to fight for our family, church. And the way we can do that is, is our faith in God and pleading the blood. Our faith in God will also fight for our future. How many of you, Have hope for a good future. Come on, we got to. How many of you have faith that tomorrow's going to be better? Amen. How many believe God, as He said in His Word, has got a good plan for us? I believe that. He's got a good plan for you and your family. He's got a good plan for Mount Holly Church. Sometimes we may not feel like it, feel it does. We may, we may struggle and that's where our faith has to kick in and fight fight for our future fight for a better tomorrow fight for revival but I want to take it just a notch higher than that and that's important how many of you know there's a rapture in our future And praise the Lord, if we know Jesus Christ as our Savior, we're going to a place of no pain, no tears, no sorrow, no more hopelessness, fatalism, division, no more worries, no more sleepless nights. It's a place with streets of gold, walls of jasper, gates of pearl. We're going to see Jesus face to face and we're going to be reunited with family and friends that's already there. <laughs> that's in my future. This, this world and I, we get it mixed up. We, we pour everything we can and everything we can do into this world. This, this is not even our home. We're just passing through. This is temporary. The Apostle Paul said this that we live in is like a tent, a tabernacle. Hallelujah. And my faith in God is fighting for my future every day. There is nothing this world has to offer, nothing on this earth, that is worth me obtaining to lose where I'm going over for all eternity. I just can't imagine spending forever and ever and ever with no end in a place of torment and darkness and gnashing of teeth and screams and pain. No. A place called hell. I declare that's not in my future, but heaven is in my future. And my faith in God is fighting that I'm going to get there. (laughs) Amen. And I want to take all of you with me. I want us to go together. And one day when this ends here, we'll we'll pick up and continue to rejoice together and worship the Lord in heaven forever and ever and ever and ever. Paul said, fight the good fight of faith. Why is it a good fight? A good fight is when you know how it's going to end. And the way it's going to end is we're going to be the winners. It's already been settled. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. He said it's a good fight of faith because we know we're going to win when we let our faith fight for us.